Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Okay, so I'm going to give you a uh, read off your bio, and then I'm going to begin to ask you your questions. All right. Okay. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to the No Bully Zone podcast. It's your host, Kendra Matthews. And tonight we have a special guest, which is Prophetess Carlina Bracey. I am going to share with you a short bio about her. So her name is Carlina. She is a prophetess. She is 16 years old. She's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She's a high school graduate at 15 years old. She's a singer, dancer, preacher, and teacher. Everybody, let's give it up for prophetess Carlina Bracey. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. (laughs) You good. You good. Okay, so I am going to ask you these five interview questions. You ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. So question number one, have you experienced bullying? If if so, share with us your personal experience. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, wow. I probably have to take it back to, because like, I've been homeschooled my whole life. So I haven't experienced um, bullying in like an actual school school, but I would say um, I've experienced most of my bullying in the church sadly um and it was around when I was probably like 11 and probably like 7 all the way up to like my preteen area I used to go to this church I'm not going to say the name of the church but I used to go to the church a lot and I used to go to children's church all the time I didn't go to school so you know it was different for me but I, I had that kind of experience like I was at school so I was happy I tried to make friends and everything but I always felt like I was the odd one out and like I just wasn't like everybody and there were you know a group of girls that would just try to just do stuff to me and I never really understood why and you know I dressed differently I had really long you know natural hair and, you know, a lot of other girls, they didn't really, I guess, have certain things that I had. And so they just started to pick on me. I remember when I was little and the little, I don't know, the little Christian boys tried to, like, holler at me or whatever. And the girls, they just really tried to start messing with me um, in, like, the children's church with, like, the teacher trying to always get me in trouble and just manipulate things. And that's most likely when it started. And so it was more so like verbal abuse and just trying to make other people not like me um, for who I truly am and just try to make this image out. And it's like, you know, I don't understand why, why don't you like me? Like I haven't done anything to you. I just, you know, I know it just, it, it didn't make sense to me growing up, but yeah. Okay, okay. But what um out of all of my interviews, I never um like n- heard no one talk about bullying at church, which makes this like so different and unique because like you can get bullied at all places. Mm-hmm. So, right. thank you so much for that. Okay, so the next question. Were you verbally bullied or physically bullied? So you said you were verbally bullied. So yeah, get into detail. What what are like some of the words or like mm-hmm. um 
yeah, what specific words were like said okay. towards you? Yeah. yeah. So basically with the verbal abuse, I think I have experienced physical abuse, but I don't remember that. Um, but the only things that really affect me mostly in my teenage years was the verbal abuse because the Bible talks about how words have power and people don't really understand that. They really don't. And the words that people, you know, spoke over me and said, those things, they stayed in my mind and they played over and over again. Um, they used to call me a thought. They used to do all those things. They used to call me ugly. <laughs> they tried to call me just all these different things. They tried to say that I couldn't sing, that I couldn't do this or that. I just wanted that. They were trying to, like, just compare me to other people. And it was just like this, this different um they I was so different from other people that they they couldn't just they couldn't understand me because these people they went to school they they saw different people and so they were like you know you you too white or you too this you too you know and I'm black so I'm like you know what you mean I'm not you know I'm I'm too white what you mean I'm just like I don't understand and so it's like those things, even I didn't even just experience verbal abuse in um in the church, but also from even as I started to walk in my calling, you know, adults tried to like try to just, you know, talk me down and say, you know, you too young to be doing all this stuff and prophesying and, and preaching. You too young to be trying to help all these people, you know, you too young to do this, you too that they just try to constantly put you down and people don't realize that these things stick to people and it discourages their spirit. It really does. And not just from people in the church, but also in family, um, family, uh, you know, they try to say things because they don't, you know, truly understand you. And it's like, you know, with Jesus Christ, you know, he did what he was supposed to do and his own family, his home, his own hometown turned against him. Mm -hmm. And so, it talks about how this is not just for prophets, but Christians, period. But it says how a prophet is not welcome in his own home. And so that's basically how I felt as a, the places that I felt like I should have been welcomed. I didn't feel welcome. And so I felt hurt. I felt very broken by those things. And it took me a while to be able to get through that because those things stay with you. Yeah, that's that's so true. Like you said, it really um it really likes affects a person because especially if you're the type of person like you're just a good-hearted person right and you know you like get along with everybody but like you said that different word because everybody try to ostracize you because you're this way you this way but god mm -hmm. didn't make us all the same he made exactly. us all different Right. But yeah, like you said, some people just won't understand and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the people who understand are the ones that's like, that's really meant for you and supposed to be in your life. So exactly. Okay. So, um, question three, where did your bullying take place? So, yeah, basically just in the church, you know, I also in, yeah, in church. And then I also experienced a lot of cyber bullying on social media. So that was one of the biggest things because social media was like my getaway because I'm homeschooled. So, you know, I didn't really have anything else to do much outside of home. And so that was like my getaway. And that was like my positive space. But as I tried to create friendships online, all this stuff, um, 
I began to get connected to the wrong people and not just on social media, but in person too, but I connected to the wrong people thinking that they were going to be there for me. Cause even when I was little, like I wasn't in school. So whenever I would see some, my mom would take me to the park and everything. And every time I saw a new kid, I'll be like, that's my friend. That's my friend. But as I grow up, I start to realize that not everybody is your friend because they can literally smile in front of your face and be thinking something completely different. And so that's really what I had to come to realization about is that I have to be careful on who I give my time to, who I talk to, who I let in my space, because you could be talking to somebody and they could be talking right behind your back. And that's why I ask God, give me discernment and remove people that don't belong in my life and replace those things with things that are of you. And it hurts because at times you will crave affection. You will crave to have somebody to be there to hold you, to, to be there to talk to you and just confide in. And I had to really get to a place in my life where I was like, God, these people are doing me dirty. They talking about me behind my back. They spreading lies. People don't know the real true story about me even to this day. And I'm just like, God, I got to this place where I'm like, every single thing, every effort that I put into relationships, into friendships, I'm going to put that into you. And once I did that, God just began to fulfill all the areas that man couldn't fulfill. And so it's okay to have things you know, like have relationships and friendships. But I have to remember that people will always fail you. People will always fail you. And that was a hard pill. Oh, that was a hard pill to swallow because it's like you want these people. And there were even people that's like, you know, why you don't talk to me no more? Why you don't? Because I can't, I can't, I can't trust people. And even if I do trust, God lead me to some people that I can trust. But I don't feel like I can trust you. So if I don't feel easy in my spirit about it, I'm not going to give my trust out because I've been through too much. <laughs> I've Most been definitely. through too much. And so now I have to put everything that I put into others into God and let him guide my steps. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. You want to preach But, um, yeah, I would like to add to that because, like, I was at a point in my life with the same thing. Like, I wanted to have friendships. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, I, like, what made it worse was, like, I wanted friendships so bad, I ended up overplaying my part in their life. And then I would think to myself, like, why do we feel like I'm giving my all, but they not giving me back nothing in return? Right. That's because the, the friendship wasn't genuine. It wasn't. I was pouring into you and you pouring into me. Exactly. And um, where's the reciprocation at? Exactly. So then I'm just like, man, I I don't know about this friendship thing. I might just leave it alone for a while because like I literally had so many different experiences with friendships with different people. And like I give people chances. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, okay, you did this. Okay. I forgive you. Then like you constantly give people chances, but then like as I continue to grow, um, grow older, well, I'm 23, but you know, as I continue mm-hmm. to grow, um, I started to realize that I'm like really genuinely happy with being alone until God sent me like true friends because right. why will I keep dealing with this person and you, you not even, like you said, you're not reciprocating the same thing. Mm-hmm. We don't even be having the same mindset. Exactly. You're not trying to get to the same place. Right. Like, 
no so I'm like okay I'm gonna just you know like you said me and God just and then I found that I was in a place where I was like at peace and happy I'm like I really be happy by myself right and then um so hey I just you just gotta like you said have discernment and let God lead and guide you because you can only keep giving and giving and giving Mm-hmm. If, and you're not getting nothing in return. You become so. empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just, you can't keep giving and then going across the same people. And then another thing is I would try to like help people, but then they end up doing, they end up doing the same thing. You just asked me to help you with. So now I have zero tolerance for dealing with people who don't want to change. Either. Right. Like, to be honest, that's what Christ died for. So mm-hmm. Christ going to have to help you in that area. I can't keep pouring and pouring. Exactly. And I turn around, you sitting here, you right. with this same person you talking to me about. Exactly. So, whew. but Ooh. yeah, man, man, man. But yeah, like you said, you just got to go to a point where you just got to let God just lead and guide you because who really for you is going to be for you mm-hmm. who not they just going to fall right off so. exactly okay number question number four what were some of the negative words that people would say about you so i need you to like get into a little bit of detail and like what are some of like the words that people directly said to you or like you heard that people said about you did we go over this one already? No. We didn't? Oh. Okay. Well, I uh, I can't say everything. <laughs> but, um, oh, let's see. I'm going to say this. The people that I were, that I was connected to... They began to call me a, I want to say a puppet. A puppet is because I was connected to the wrong person at the time. And that person was manipulating me. And so people would attack me because of that person. Because I was trying to love that person. And they ended up breaking me and people started to attack me because they thought that I was bad because I was trying to love this person. And then also um, people would just try to call me, um, ooh, people would call me a witch. Uh, people would call me a witch. You know, people call my whole family uh, who do witchcraft, but people would call me a witch because I would prophesy things um, that God would give me for other people and people would get saved people would get you know delivered and all that other stuff but that is most definitely not what I am and at times you know when people tell you those things when people say those things about you they don't know exactly what's going on um even at a really really young age I will put this out here I've been in a lot of relationships with guys and sadly it's been it's been a lot ever since I was probably like 11 and it's not surprising that I see a lot of people who are like 11 in this generation having boyfriends I'm like whoa that's how I was and so 
um, people would call me a thought because I had so many, you know, guys in my circle and I had so many, you know, different dudes and people never really understood, but I went through sexual abuse. And so because of that, I always felt the need to have somebody there. I always felt the need to want somebody by my side or just let people, you know, do things to me that growing up didn't understand how um, damaging it would be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so people, they don't really know your story. They don't really know you. And so because they don't know your story, because they don't know what you're actually going through, they will only just speak about things that they see, but they don't actually know what's actually going on behind closed doors. And this is why whenever we see that people are going through certain things or they look a certain way or they're doing a certain way. We don't need to judge them. We don't need to just, you know, talk down on them, but we need to speak things that will uplift each other. Instead of criticizing, we need to give people um, constructive criticism and help people to be able to reach their best ability instead of making them feel less than what they are. Because Mm -hmm. if you say something negative, what is that going to help? It's not going to help the situation get better, but it's just going to make it even worse, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so the last question. What helped you overcome this bullying experience? Wow. God, God, most definitely. Um, I tried to kill myself the last time that it all happened in, um, I think, was it 2020? It was, that was one, as one year, but it was February 28th. And um, because of a situation that I was in, I was bullied by a group of people. And it took me to a very, very, very deep place. At the time, I was a lukewarm Christian, so I didn't understand everything, but when that happened, I literally, um, I literally overdosed, and I know God saved my life because I could have died on what I overdosed on. I should have been dead, to be honest. And I remember I literally came out of my body, and the enemy was literally on the side of me, and Jesus was literally bawling, crying, like he was crying, just telling me like, "Don't do it. Don't. No. Don't." don't do it and I was upset with him and I was saying that you know why did you allow all this stuff to happen to me and just all this stuff and he was like you know I I won't I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do I love you but I'm not going to force you I'm not going to force you to obey me and that humbled me in the moment and I was like God okay I'm gonna listen to you and after that I surrendered my life to him completely and even after that I wasn't I wasn't perfect I'm perfect I'm still not perfect to this day but after that I still strive to be more like him and I still was going through more attacks because the enemy he was afraid of what God was trying to do through me for his glory and so over that time I really just put myself really in God's word and you know really trying to figure out how to navigate through trauma, how to navigate through um, negative thoughts and just the the flashbacks and the 
the voices that you hear when you, you know, have been through so much pain. And it can feel unbearable. But if you continue to pray and fast and worship him um, through all circumstances, you will begin to get your breakthrough. And that's one thing that I did, even though I was hurt, even though I wanted to give up, I still I still tried my best to just push closer. Even when I even when I was still going through what I was going through, I still came to church. I still prayed. I still worshiped. I still sang. And he showed himself in so many different ways. I remember I, I literally sat in prayer and I was like, God, I'm I'm so angry. I'm so angry. And some people they feel like they shouldn't come to God when they're angry, but it's a relationship. God wants you to come to him when you are sad, when you're angry, no matter what you're going through. He wants you to come to him so that he can counsel you and teach you how to overcome what the enemy is trying to put you through. But yeah. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, that is so true. Um, like, even though, like you said, you went through, we even got off the topic of bullying, but it's, <laughs> it's more things, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more, um, more than just bullying because, because people go through so many other things, uh, behind closed doors and you really, you really don't know what people deal with. Right. And like you said, God is what helped you, helped you. God is what helped me too. Um, anyone who's out there listening, because this will be like on streaming platforms, but anybody who out there listening, you have to know that no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are facing, I'm telling you, drugs, drinking, can't none of that yes. help you, but God, right? Can't none of that help. You can run to anything that the world give, but the world can't give you nothing. Mm -hmm. God is really, God really is going to help you make it out because literally um yeah people bullied me in middle school and high school and people just don't understand how they words affect people mm -hmm. like I literally like she said we're all not perfect but I literally am a pure-hearted person and people have like done things and uh rub me wrong and like did so many things but no matter what you go through no matter what you face God is literally the answer like he gave me my confidence um he gave me my joy he gives me peace nothing yes. in this world is going to help you um and I really thank you for sharing your story that you said that you was about to kill yourself because that's another topic too also with suicide like mm -hmm. people people get pushed so far to the edge that they want to take their life mm -hmm. but no God has us God didn't did not want you to die because you have a purpose right God, and that goes for anybody who listening. We all have a purpose on this earth. And we're, I'm not going to say life going to be roses and cake, but mm -hmm. no matter what you go through, God is literally going to lead and guide you and help you with this thing called life because mm -hmm. life get heavy. Mm -hmm. Life get real heavy. Um, shoot, it could be bills. It could be stress. It could be right. depression. Life get heavy. We are only human. Right. That's why we need God. That is why we need God. So I really thank you for sharing that because of course 
somebody needed to hear that and they needed to know that God helped you make it out, out of that. Yeah. And like you said, just because you're different, just because I'm different, that don't make us, um, we shouldn't, you shouldn't feel ostracized, but you, that's who God created you to be. And you should just walk with your head held high mm-hmm. because again, somebody, somebody needs your testimony. Somebody need to hear what you just said. Right. Because we, we all go through stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know people hear that little cliche, don't give up, don't give up. But I'm I'm seriously telling everybody out there, even Carlina that's listening, to not give up when life get hard. I'm yeah. telling y'all, try Jesus. Try mm-hmm. Jesus because he he literally the only one who helped me. Mm-hmm. Friends couldn't help me. Anything that this world gave couldn't help me but God. So Carlina, before we end this interview, is it? Anything that you want to um, leave with the people, any advice or any word or anything? Um, I don't really have much. I just would say don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't. Because like she said, there's someone that, you know, is out there that needs to hear your story. And it may be on a big platform. It might be someone in your family. It might be someone on the street. Who knows? And so just stay strong and know that God, he can give you that peace that you're looking for. And it's not going to be, you know, like she said, in drugs and all those other things, because those things are temporary. But God, the things that he gives is eternal. Come on here. (laughs) They say it's permanent. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I thank you all for tuning in. I thank you, Prophetess Carlina, for your wisdom, for joining us tonight. Um, And this episode will be dropping tomorrow on all three platforms. It'll be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So see y'all later. See you later. See you later.